This is Plant-Based Briefing, What Vegans See, a post for non-vegans by Emily Moran Barwick at bitesizevegan.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate, with permission, articles on a variety of topics about plant-based and vegan living. And today's article is from Emily Moran Barwick. She founded Bite Size Vegan to provide non-vegans with information and to provide teaching tools to current vegans. She believes in the power of an informed public, that everyone deserves to know the truth about what they're putting in their body, about what they're feeding their children, about how what they eat impacts their planet, and they certainly deserve to know what they are paying others to do to animals in their name. She provides citations for every fact or study she references. Her website is an amazing resource for so many vegan topics, and she even has videos geared especially for children. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. What Vegans See, a post for non-vegans, by Emily Moran Barwick at bitesizevegan.org. Ever wonder why vegans are so sensitive about things? Or why we seem to overreact so often? As a vegan, I've made this video in an attempt to show non-vegans what we see that makes us behave as we do. This is not a judgment, and it's not graphic. It's simply me sharing what I see. Why are we vegans so sensitive? Why can't we live and let live and allow others their dietary choice? Why do we get so upset so easily? Can't we just relax and let go? What's the big deal anyway? This video post is for my non-vegans out there who want to better understand us vegans and why we are the way we are. First, I want to let you know that there is no graphic imagery in the video above, or really any imagery at all. And second, this video post is not about making you non-vegans feel like bad people. I am honestly trying to help you make the connection that we vegans make and show you the reasons behind our seeming sensitivity and at times incomprehensible and unbridled frustration and anger at the way things are. Of course, it's impossible to lump all vegans together. Each is their own individual who reacts in their own way. When I say we're sensitive, I don't mean weak or overly emotional. I'm speaking from the outside perspective looking in, which often portrays us as just that. So do know that I cannot speak for all vegans, nor would I ever attempt to, but I can at least tell you what I see and what a great many ethical vegans see. And hopefully this can shed some light onto why we may have difficulty eating with you, or get passionately upset about something that to you may seem insignificant. You see, when you go vegan, you take the blinders off and start to get what I think of as x-ray vision. You start to see what's really going on underneath the idyllic lies we've unquestioningly bought into. Personally, I find it difficult to be around the consumption of animals and their byproducts. It's something I've lived with my whole life, as so many of us do, but it hasn't gotten easier, really. Now, here is where you may assume I'm judging you or that I'm upset by your eating habits. But the real source of my discomfort has nothing to do with you per se, but the fact that what is on your plate was once alive. If you're non-vegan, please stay with me through this explanation. Again, this is not about me making you feel like a horrible person. I'm simply attempting to relay what it is we vegans see and why it is we have trouble around animal products. When I see a piece of cheese, I can tear up, and that sounds crazy to people. But I don't just see a piece of cheese. I see a mother whose child has been ripped from her moments after birth. I see a baby who'd been relegated to the veal industry and sent for slaughter before he's four months old. I see a mother whose body is going to give out on her 
over 20 years before her natural lifespan because she's been raped and impregnated so many times and because she's had so many children stolen from her that she's probably just given up. That's what I see when I look at a piece of cheese. So from the outside, it may appear inconsiderate or rude that we vegans feel discomfort around non-vegan food. But think about it if you can, without the trappings of social indoctrination. Meat is literally a corpse on a plate. A life, an individual, a sentient being who did not want to die for a meal. Dairy is the product of immense suffering, maternal grief, infant slaughter, and premature death. Eggs are the products of overcrowded, horrific conditions, the live suffocation or grinding up of male chicks en masse, and the premature death of layer hens. That's the reality. And that is what we vegans see with every bite. And yes, we can become angry, frustrated, livid, because it's so horrifically heartbreaking. And it doesn't make sense to us that you don't see it too. There's nothing comfortable about seeing people you love consuming the bodies of innocent beings. To my non-vegans out there, I'm sure that sounds borderline absurd and most definitely an overreaction, but bear with me if you will. Imagine seeing someone you love harming a child or abusing a beloved dog or cat or even, God forbid, eating that beloved family pet. And if possible, imagine that this violence was socially acceptable, that you were the only one who seemed to think something was wrong. And furthermore, imagine that your loved one who was committing these horrible acts became defensive and resentful towards you for having any issue with the matter. Again, this may seem an absurd comparison, but what is the distinction we make between pet animals and edible animals, if not absurd? It's certainly arbitrary. You see, vegans feel the same love and compassion and empathy for food animals that you do for your pets. And just how comfortable would you be if your pet took the place of the cow, pig, or chicken on your plate? How is it that we are horrified by cultures that consume dogs while we continue to consume beings just as valuable and even more intelligent? We vegans no longer see this arbitrary distinction. We value all of those lives equally. So watching the continued enslavement, abuse, torture, and murder of them is often too much to bear. While all of that is conveniently hidden from view and all you see is cheese, milk, hamburger, pork, what have you, we cannot unknow what we know or unsee what we've seen. So your food item, while seemingly innocuous, is to us the end product of real-life horror we see the bloodshed, the struggle, we hear their cries, we sense their fear and feel their terror, just as you would for your beloved pet were they put through such horrific treatment, and even more so as you would for a human child subjected to such atrocities. The difference is, we don't close our eyes. I hope that this explanation has been helpful. If it seemed heavy-handed, it's only because this is all too real and happening all too often. If you are able for a moment to put yourself in our place and imagine seeing what we see, even if you yourself don't believe it, perhaps that will help you understand why we vegans are so sensitive and passionate, and why we can't stand idly by. You just listened to What Vegans See, a post for non-vegans by Emily Moran Barwick at bitesizevegan.org. 
and I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and I agree 100% with every word. I see an adorable little child eating an ice cream cone, and it almost brings me to tears. That child has no idea the horror that has gone into that enjoyable little treat for them. And all of this is why I have taken the Liberation Pledge for my mental health. I cannot be around others eating the products of violence. So the Liberation Pledge is where I pledge to be vegan and I pledge not to sit with other people who are eating animals or animal byproducts. So I did it for my mental health, but it's actually been really good for my advocacy as well because I'm able to explain my pledge to people before a meal or food situation and we either share a vegan meal or we do something else. But it's really expanded my vegan table with non-vegan friends, so it's been great. And it's based on the theory of change behind the banning of Chinese foot binding. The pledge that was responsible for that change took about 30 years for society's opinion to change about something that had been in practice for over a thousand years. So I encourage you to take a listen to episode 100 about the Liberation Pledge if you haven't already. And I would encourage everyone to take the pledge, at least in as many areas of your life as you can. Now, many people will say, it's not going to work. It's going to push people away. I do much better quietly eating my vegan meal alongside people eating flesh because they see that there are good options available. But sadly, what they often see in that situation is that veganism is simply a dietary choice. No big deal. You eat what you want, I'll eat what I want. The pledge, however, denormalizes the eating of animals and their secretions. It's not normal, and I can't be around it. So let's share a vegan meal, or let's do something else. So to those who don't think it will work, and who haven't tried it, I would say try it. Take the pledge just for a year. That way you're giving yourself an out if it's too difficult, but see if it really does make a difference. And the key is to do it in a way where you're inviting people to enjoy vegan food with you, not where you're just judging them and saying, look what you're doing right now, I won't sit with you. It's about expanding the vegan table, not sitting alone at it. And one of the other benefits is that you have this conversation with people before they're doing the thing that you've just told them you're ethically opposed to. So it's easier for people to hear about your pledge when they're not eating animals. And then when they're enjoying vegan food with you, they're more open to asking questions as well. So again, check out episode 100 for more information on the Liberation Pledge. You can also go to liberationpledge.com. And there's a Liberation Pledge support group on Facebook as well. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.